Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to Stocks and Coffee. I'm Travis, your Stock Geek. Today is October 28th, 2022, and U.S. stocks are up broadly this morning with the S&P up 2.3%, the NASDAQ index up 3%, and the Russell index up 2.1%. That is on the back of some interesting earnings reports last night and today. We have Apple up 8% in an early gainer with revenue up year-over-year 8%, and they did have a slight revenue and earnings beat there. Apple did not give guidance for the next quarter. They are expecting sales to decelerate. However, relative to the other big tech stocks, Apple is still doing quite well, and operating cash flow was $18 billion more than last year. They also bought back $25 billion worth of stock. So this is one of the big tech stocks that's actually controlling costs, that's actually still seeing flow through to the bottom line, and they are using that capital to return capital to shareholders. So take note, Google. Take note, Amazon. Take note, Meta. Take note, Spotify. Take note, everyone else who's spending still like drunken sailors. This is what happens when you can actually control costs. Your financial results are good. Your stock price is good. And that's what we see with Apple today, up 8%, which is helping the broader market. Interestingly, we also see Intel up 10% after an earnings report that was relatively weak, but it beat the low expectations going into the quarter. Intel came in line with revenue expectations and actually beat their earnings expectations, which surprised me a little bit given how much weakness we've heard about happening in the PC market. However, Intel was able to do that because like Apple, they've been heavily focused on cost control and they will continue to be focused on cost control. They said that they will continue to aggressively cut costs heading into the next year as things continue to weaken in the semi-market. Intel did guide below Q4 expectations, but again, stock's up 10% because the market likes this focus on cost control going forward. Pinterest stock is up 12% today after a slight revenue and earnings beat there. They had revenue growth of 8.2% year over year. However, similar to a lot of the other big tech companies, operating expenses this year are increasing at a much faster rate than revenues, and they saw adjusted EBITDA down 63% year over year. The difference, however, with Pinterest is two things, and why the stock I think is up today is because one, they are talking about focusing on costs and cutting costs going into 2023. They specifically said that they expect to improve operating margins again in 2023 whereas it's still a little bit of an unknown with some of the other tech companies still seeing massive increase in operating expenses even going into 2023. The other thing, of course, was that Pinterest had global monthly active user numbers that were flat quarter over quarter, which doesn't sound great, but you have to remember that they've had several several quarterly declines in user numbers in the past two or three quarters. So this flattening out of, of users is actually seen as a positive thing for investors who were worried about continued declines in the user base. So overall, again, I thought it was a pretty mixed report for Pinterest, but the market likes it today, pushing the stock up 12%. We also see VeriSign stock up 9% after a pretty good earnings report. They showed 7% year-over-year revenue growth and pretty good earnings numbers as well. Mesa Rich is up 8% today. That REIT announced a dividend increase of 13%. The current dividend yield there is about 6%, and we'll get earnings from Mesa Rich next week. I've been a little bit concerned about the REIT sector, but it looks like, given the fact that Mesa Rich is increasing their dividend, their results must be pretty good. We also saw T-Mobile stock up 7% after beating their earnings estimates. They're seeing a new decade high in the stock price after they did beat estimates on subscribers and EBITDA. We also see new decade highs in ExxonMobil and Chevron after they reported earnings. ExxonMobil's up 3%, Chevron's up 1%. Both beat earnings estimates, and actually Exxon raised their dividends. So obviously the energy, big, big mega cap energy stocks are doing well and starting to get a little bit more weighting in some of the indices now that they're moving up and the megatechs are moving down broadly, except for Apple, of course. On the loser side today, we have mega cap tech stock Amazon down about 8%. It had been down a little bit more than that, but it has recovered somewhat. Amazon stock down because similar to the other big techs, its operating income and margins are continuing to deteriorate. 
Revenue growth was healthy at 19% year over year. They did, however, guide to a deceleration going into the fourth quarter of just 2 to 8% revenue growth. And of course, they have expense growth that's way outpacing revenues. So we saw operating income down almost 50% in the quarter. And Amazon's retail business is showing unprofitability, deep unprofitability, somewhat offset by the profitability in AWS. However, AWS's profitability has also been waning in the past several quarters, including the third quarter. So it's really a story of can Amazon cut costs to get back to better margins, or is this the new normal? Amazon says that they're going to start trying to focus on efficiencies. They're going to tighten their belt, pause hiring in certain areas, and wind down products and services in areas where they believe resources could be better spent elsewhere. There were several questions, of course, from analysts on the call about getting back to better margins. And, you know, they said that that's something they're going to work on over the next year. They do have some headwinds from things like energy costs and, of course, headcount. So there's a lot of work to be done. I mean, big tech as a whole, particularly Google, Amazon, Meta, Spotify, even Pinterest, they all have a lot of work to do. They've all gotten too bloated. It's so evident in Q3 earnings reports. It's going to be probably more evident in Q4 numbers. It's just really a problem of the resources not being allocated correctly. It's crazy to see how bad capital allocation has been at these large tech companies. Of course, with the exception of Apple, which is still doing a fantastic job at delivering shareholder value and keeping costs relatively contained. The rest of big tech needs to take a page out of Apple's playbook and look at what Apple is doing on the capital allocation side, on the shareholder value side. And it's very clear why Warren Buffett owns Apple and not the other mega techs. Moving on to some of the other stock losers today, DeVita DBA is down 26% after missing earnings by a wide margin. They saw worse volume trends in the quarter, as well as high labor costs. That hit operating income, which was down 34% year over year, and they did lower guidance for the forward quarters. We also saw similar issues with Edward Life Sciences, EW, which is down 19% after an earnings miss due to staffing shortages. So the healthcare sector continues to reel from some issues with staffing and labor costs, and that we see pretty broadly across a lot of the healthcare services sector this earnings season. Meme stock Bed Bath Beyond, BBBY, is down 8% after announcing a $150 million shelf offering, which would allow them to sell stock. Obviously, that would bring more stock dilution and possibly some capital for the company to continue their turnaround efforts. In other stock news, Elon Musk has finally completed the Twitter buyout at the 54.20 share price. He does now own the company and has been starting to make moves to cut employees, including the CEO and chief legal officer, which are on their way out. So it will be very interesting to see what product changes and what changes to the organization Musk makes as the business is private and now has a heavy debt load that it needs to be able to service via cash flows. On the macro side today, we do see commodities relatively weak. We have seen some dollar strength, so that's hurting crude gold, copper, and silver. Crude's down about 1%, gold's down about 1%, copper down 2 and silver down 2 And on the yield curve, we do see U.S. yields up on the front end of the curve by about 14 basis points. European yields also up on the front end, so we'll keep an eye there. And of course, on the macro side, we also have some data as well in the U.S. here. Personal income and spending were both slightly above expectations in the month of September. Consumer spending is still looking pretty healthy. Incomes were, of course, helped by lower gas prices, but the savings rate did tick down. So some of the spending is because consumers are spending down their savings. We also got the September PCE inflation data, which showed a 6.2% increase year over year versus the 6.3% estimate. It was also 6.2% in the prior month, so pretty much no change in the month-over-month rate, but in the year-over-year rate, it's still pretty elevated. Core PCE was at 5.1% versus the 5.2% estimate. So a little bit lower than the estimates going into the the monthly report there on PCE, but certainly still at pretty elevated levels that the Fed may be concerned about. We get that Fed meeting next week where they're expected to raise by 75 basis points. The market will be very focused on what the Fed is saying about further rate increases, especially going into the December meeting. Next week will be another big earnings reporting week, even though we have mega cap tech and a 
lot of the large cap companies that have already reported. We still will have a lot of companies reporting next week in all different sectors. So we'll continue to cover that on the podcast. Looking back on the week that we've just had, it's interesting to note that the stock indices are up five to six percent so far this week, despite the fact that the tech generals, which we thought would be leaders of the market, have been faltering. With the exception of Apple, there have been pretty bad reports for the third quarter earnings reports for big tech, and the guidance going into the fourth quarter doesn't look any better for a lot of these. So interesting to note that the rest of the market is kind of holding up here, and it seems like traders have used that as a signal to continue to rally the markets. Now, we do have that Fed meeting next week. There's lots of other things that could derail, so it's important to keep that in mind. We've still had a very choppy period here, so will we get just another bear market rally, and then the market will move to new lows later in the year? TBD, of course. Um, I haven't changed my strategy at all after this week. If anything, I'm a little bit more bearish on where the S&P earnings estimates may need to go for late 2022 and early 2023, but maybe the market's going to overlook that going into year end because sometimes it is a seasonally strong period. But we'll we'll see how it plays out. You know, it's always uh, interesting to note how the market performs. It's not always the way that everyone thinks it will. So with that being said, I hope you have a great rest of your Friday. I hope you enjoy your weekend, and I will see you all on Monday. Cheers. Thank you.